Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Everybody goes on about climate change, and yes, we all care, or at least we pretend to care about climate change, but all of a sudden this week, maybe we're caring less because it has been announced, of course, that this is going to be a very difficult budget for the government, not only because of Brexit, but also because, of course, the Green Party are suggesting that we pay a huge amount of carbon tax. Uh, Pascal, Pascal Donoghue himself told reporters that any changes to the carbon tax he introduces in October will be very different to the tax changes that he's made in the past. And even Michal Martin himself has said uh, a climate change dimension will be necessary in the 2020 budget stating that there would be uh, would need to be a carbon tax in the upcoming budget and no such tax was brought in as part of last year's budget. So exactly what's going to happen? How much are we going to pay? And is it really going to make any difference whatsoever? Well, on the line is Fianna Fáil TD, Timmy Dooley. Timmy, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Um, look, I suppose everybody's a bit concerned about this budget. It almost seems a little bit like austerity. There's, I'll come to a few minutes social welfare because there's no suggestion of an increase in social welfare. On top of a carbon tax that we may get on fuels, last night we had a drone attack, which is probably going to put the price of a barrel of oil up by 10% anyway. So it's all very concerning. I mean, what has Michal said to you about carbon tax? Well, look, what, what, what I think is recognised across society and across the political divide at the minute is that there's a, ne- a necessity to address emissions of carbon into the atmosphere. It is impacting very significantly on our weather patterns. It's also impacting on the sustainability of the Earth to continue to provide uh, food for a growing uh, population right across the world. You know, different countries, Europe in particular, have entered into agreements uh, at Paris in 2015 that has accepted... With the exception of America, of course. Well, sorry, they did. uh, And Donald Trump has indicated that he's withdrawing from that. But still, uh, it'll be 2022 before they'll even get around to their withdrawal. So some of that is optics. But, but, is the, but isn't the problem, Timmy, that people see, and I'm sorry to cut you off of the past there, mm. but that people see that as individual citizens, we're probably not having too much of an impact. It's, I suppose, industry more so. And maybe they are the ones that we should be paying the taxes and not, you know, me and you when we, we drive in and out of town. Well, you see, I suppose if you break it down right across society, transport is a huge uh, emitter. Um, both domestic and commercial. The generation of electricity from coal uh, and turf is a very significant emitter. Um, the agricultural sector is a significant emitter. So everybody has but to But that's change. the way we it's live, Timmy, isn't it? It's fair I to say... I accept that. And when you look at the carbon output of human beings, we're point, point 0.4% of the total carbon output of the world's popu- of the population of this planet is the, the people themselves, right? Well, everybody uh, has to change their behaviour in some way. And if it's done in a coordinated way, and it's done over time, over a considerable period of time, we can save... Uh, the Earth's atmosphere from this and is money the answer? Effect. I mean, is this money? So let's say, for example, we introduce a seven euro tax. I mean, yes. is that going to be ring fenced? And how do we know, as people who are paying that tax, that well, it is going to be ring fenced? I suppose the critical piece is that there's there's no one silver bullet that's going to resolve this. So a carbon tax on its own will not resolve the problem. There's so many different behavioural changes which need to be made, and the idea of having a carbon tax that will grow over time is about giving certainty to people when they make their decisions. So if today, which carbon is priced at 20 euros a ton, and that goes back to when Fianna Fáil and the Greens were in power and nothing was done to increase it since. If it increases now, as, is, as we believe is necessary, 
to 80 euros a ton by 2030. That's a six euro per ton per year. On any one year, you don't feel the shock. But over, over time, it gives certainty to the fact that it's going up. So that allows people who are making decisions in the next year or two to move towards, for, for, for example, uh, you know, the purchase of an electric car versus a diesel car. Uh, in terms of diesel... Would, would we not be better off subsidising, for example, air, tran- or air uh, heating transfer, you know, I mean, over to, you know, obviously hot air instead of using uh, sort of coal, oil or water? Yeah, and I mean, or- that's, that's, ha- that's going to happen as well. It's not just... Like, there, there has been a lot made about the carbon tax as being the be-all and end-all. It's just one of many components of addressing... Uh, the climate crisis that we're facing. Uh, but, but we as a small country, and when we look at, for example, our population and what we live in, we live in, many of us live in houses that were built 60, 70 years ago. Many of those houses are going to cost quite a substantial amount of money uh, to bring up to speed when it comes to, a, when it comes to obviously, uh, you know, storing heat, etc., etc., and being well insulated, etc. That's going to cost a substantial amount of money. The suggestion was, of course, during the year by the Green Party is that the citizens will have to pay the burden of that. We're going to have to take on the burden of, you know, obviously bring your own houses up to speed. I think over time that's what's going to happen and people do. People make house improvements all the time. They build extensions. They redo kitchens. Um, they, they sort of enhance the aesthetics of a home. And what we've got to encourage all people in society. Now when you're working or doing projects on your home it's not just about the physical um, enhancement of it from an aesthetics point of view that we've got to look deeper into the emissions of, of, uh, of carbon as a result of reducing uh, the level of leakage of heat from the home. Yeah, but and if my house is sure. rated at an E, and I've, I'm living in an old corporation house from the 1950s or something like that, and I'm rated at an E, it's going to cost quite a substantial amount of money, no matter what sort of money I put into the house, to get it anywhere well, close to a B. Absolutely, and over time, and that, that's why we've, we've looked at this in a way that we've got to ensure that people who are, you know, not in a financial position to do it and are not able to pay the increase in cost of heating it as a result of an increase in the carbon tax, that we prevent against, you know, that term fuel poverty. So that there will have to be, uh, through the Social Welfare Code, I believe, and from Fianna Fáil's perspective, we believe is the best way to address this, through uh, an increase in the heat allowance. And that can come from the people who are paying the carbon tax who can afford to pay it and, 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 and from industry that's paying it. So this, this can't be a situation where people who are already struggling will find it more difficult to heat their home or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to manage affairs. And, and, and that's why, you know, the utilisation of a carbon tax can be spread in a fair and, and uh, inclusive way to assist those uh, okay. who, who wouldn't be able to... Well, I know, the, I know the, Greens, the Greens have suggested uh, the plan that everyone would get €180 Euro a year via social welfare no, well, payment. I, I don't I'd, support that at no, all. No, how do we know they're going to spend it on the right... On well, I mean, I, I, I just think that you know, the electorate are quite sophisticated. They, 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 they're not going to... I, I believe, and, and I think research is showing this, that suggesting that you pay the carbon tax and we'll give it all back to you in a cheque at the end of the year. Should that, that's Doesn't make not, any sense. That, well, well, not to me anyway. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's that I'm missing but you know, something It just here. makes up for a good weekend in the pub, doesn't it, really? You know what I mean? Well, perhaps that's where it goes, but or, or to others who will, who will use it to, to, to purchase something that's badly needed. If we're trying to, and, and we are, trying to get away from the necessity to spend on, on carbon in the first instance, We've got to create a disincentive by over time showing that the price uh, of the emissions of carbon is going to increase. So therefore, people can change their behaviour over time, invest small amounts over time to reduce their dependence on the emissions of carbon. And I think that's the progressive approach uh, to dealing with this rather than trying to sort of take with one hand and attempt to give it back with the other. I, I, I think that doesn't 
All right, okay. So, so a, predi- a prediction because this budget looks like it's going to be a tough one, not just because of the carbon tax austerity as well is going to be in there as well for the, obviously for Brexit. I mean, we're going to have to keep a bit of money aside because we don't know what's going to happen with Brexit. We still don't know, and here we are, whatever, only forty something days away. Do, do you believe this is going to be a tough budget? I mean, generally speaking. I don't. Uh, I don't think it needs to be. Uh, I think it needs to be managed carefully. Uh, I certainly think the idea of cutting taxes uh, to well-off people in society would not go down well at a time when there are very many deficiencies in our public services. We still have a crisis in health. We need more spending. We need more beds. We need more nurses and doctors. We need that in the community too. We need a considerably uh, enhanced package to address the housing crisis because whilst we do see moderation in-house prices throughout the country, there's still over 10,000 people, uh, of which 6,000 of those are children um, in, in, in emergency accommodation. So we're, we're as a society, as a country, if, 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 if we have any sense of fairness and balance, we're not in a position to start cutting uh, taxes for people who are working. Much and all as you'd like to do that, and recognising that the people who are paying very high taxation would like to have more of their own money uh, to, to spend as they wish. The, the capacity is not there, in my view. To okay, he's also particularly said, as you face into Brexit. Okay, there's also a suggestion as well that there'll be no increase, which there always is every year, an annual increase in obviously pensions or welfare payments. The five euro general, which is the general increase every single year, has been ruled out as part yeah, of the budget. There is a relatively small uh, increase in the cost of living, and I think we've got to take that into account for people. But do you agree? Do you agree welfare. with this? Uh, the fact that it's happening now. I know Willie O'Dea was on this morning on the radio suggesting this is outrageous. That you know the pensioners depend on this little bit of extra money every year, this little bit of an increase. Uh, but he also mentioned as well that, of course, people who are working will see an increase. I don't know where we got that from because most people who are working are not getting increases at the moment, not certainly yet, unless maybe you're in the public sector. Um, so do you believe that this uh, five euro should be uh, done away with this year just because of the year that's, it's in, that's in it? No, I, I don't think so because I think particularly for pensioners and people on social welfare, when you look at what they take home every week and have to manage all the bills, it's very, very little. Now, I know there are people who are out working really hard and are paying high taxes, and it's difficult to make ends meet week, week after week. But when you look at the minimum amount of money that people are getting uh, as pensioners uh, and as people on social welfare, it doesn't allow them to have uh, any extras uh, at all. So I think we should progressively be trying to increase uh, the, 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 the base income of you know, the, the, the poorest uh, and the least well-off in society. And I think that, too, needs to reflect the kind of vision we have for this country. So, no, I, I certainly think so you the justification okay. is there. Because don't forget, this is a promise that was made um, by Fine Gael in their, uh, and the independents in their programme for government. What Willie O'Dea and Fianna Fáil have been doing is ensuring uh, that they stay true well, well, in fairness, Timmy, there's been a lot of promises made by Fine Gael. And Fine Gael, I mean, during Andy Kelly's time, promised by this year we would have no USC, that it would be slowly reduced over time. That never happened either. So, I mean, no, the, was, the workers was, are struggling too. Like. That was crazy. And I'm taken to some extent by the, uh, by the effort of Fine Gael headquarters to shore up support for their party in advance of, of, of the forthcoming general election, suggesting that Fianna Fáil... Uh, have been reckless in terms of, 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 of some of the spending measures that we have talked about. It was Fine Gael who, uh, right from the, the get-go, indicated that you could abolish the USC. That's By a half number. percent, wasn't it a half percent a year or uh, something well, like I mean, that? It was, that, that was, it, was the but suggestion. it was going to be abolished in its totality, which, yeah. as you know, would take about four billion uh, of increased revenues from some other quarter, which, quite frankly, is not there. Um, it, I, I, like, I think there needs to be a consolidation of PRSI, USC, 
uh, and income tax so that people get to see in a very clear way what it is they're paying and over time uh, try to reduce that burden uh, on, 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 on those for whom it would make a very significant difference. That's, that's not going to happen this time uh, because there's still very, very, very considerable uh, demand for, for, for services in our society that have fallen behind during the recession. Uh, investment in, in key services that unfortunately uh, didn't happen. You know, our road network has fallen well behind the kind of care and maintenance that it needs. Nobody's talking about that, but yet you head into parts of just the city of Dublin, city of Cork, Galway, and out through the rural areas, you can see uh, the very significant... Absolutely. Some of the holes there. on the road, you wouldn't have wheels left. Well, listen, I've I got to thank you very much indeed. Fianna Fáil, TD, Timmy Dooley, thanks for coming on the air today. appreciate it. Okay. All right, so a lot of people, by the way, concerned about the fact that, that there may not be an increase in social welfare payments, according to uh, Timmy Dooley there. He believes that's unnecessary not to give that five euro increase that pensioners and people on welfare depend on that few quid. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.